Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello and welcome to Nine Bob Note. I am Paul. And I am Ken. Hello, everybody. Hi, kids. Ken, we're in safe hands because you're in the driver's seat this week. Very foolish words. <laughs> Commuting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's for an LGBTQ podcast. It's got bugger all to do with it, actually. But I have just stepped into the world for the first time in my life of commuting. And I am really, strangely, despite everything I've ever thought about it, really, really enjoying it. There are little things that I've never been privy to in my life. So being a bus wanker in the morning, <laughs> using public transport. There's a, a splendid park and ride in Preston, yes, which certainly beats trying to beat my way through the traffic every morning <laughs> and find a car park somewhere. But you also get a side of life that is missing to you when you either work at home or don't have a job that involves working in a town or a city or indeed with other people. Now, the vast majority of my working life has been spent working largely alone or with very, very small groups of people. Yeah. To actually commute on buses and see all the different types of people that are going to work in the morning and seeing the town and the streets in a different way than they are the rest of the time when I <laughs> see them, and then getting off the bus and walking through town and seeing all everything come to life before it's open or just opening up and all the people scurrying off to work and being... To be part of that vibe of everybody scurrying into buildings to bring the, the town to life. You see a great different side of just people and places. And it's really nice. I found it really nice to be surprised by very familiar surroundings looking completely different because I never see them like that. I never see the shops closed. I never see people on their way to work looking some mornings bright and breezy, some <laughs> other mornings like their entire world's collapsing. There'd be anywhere else other than that. And then the buzz of, of going into an office and being surrounded by people and, and you've just got an, an entire fresh day ahead of you and you've no idea what it's going to be like. Now, you're an old lag at this, so <laughs> the charm is, has probably worn off about two decades in the past. So you and I are now seeing commuting <laughs> or indeed the daily trip to the office. And I'm going to include the office in this mm. as well. You're probably quite jaded about this. <laughs> so I'd be interested to hear your view on how you perceive commuting and going to work in an office. Because I know you, you spend quite a bit of time working at home. Mm. But do you view that, that journey with dread or do you quite enjoy it or neither? <laughs> It's a bit different at the moment because I did used to get the train into work. But then thanks to our good friends at Northern Rail, it's just in, basically it's impossible to get into Manchester on the train at a reasonable time and then get home at a reasonable time. So I have been driving into work. I quite enjoy the driving to work. I get to listen to podcasts and just, you know, chatter away to myself on the, <laughs> on the thing. But I did used to like going on, on the train. Probably about 15 years ago, I worked in a different company in Manchester and there were a group of us from Preston who all got the train into Manchester every day. We all worked at different places, but because we saw each other every morning at the train station, we would always sit next to each other. We'd, you know, we'd sit around one of those table seats on the mm. train. We'd save each other seats. You know, if someone was getting on at Leyland and we, we'd got on at Preston, we'd make sure we saved them the seat. 
And we'd go out for Christmas dinners and stuff like that. Oh, with people that you met on the train? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. we had a little train gang. It was really nice. And you do sort of get that camaraderie. And it, it's nice. That did sort of fade away a little bit, I think, just because well, people go on and do people different move on, things. Yes. Like, yeah. But yeah, I, I quite like the commute in general. I'd prefer it if I was able to go on the train because I, I do I like I like being nosy and looking at people. And as you say, it's probably very similar to when you're going into Preston to your work. Actually, on the train or the bus or whatever, as you approach Manchester, and the sun's still coming up, mm. everywhere's everywhere's closed. They're sweeping. It's like it sounds like the start of Mary Poppins or something. <laughs> isn't it? But but it is it's nice, and you know people are going to get their coffees. So I definitely enjoy it, and I do like being in the office. I like going in and seeing who's in there on that day because we only have to work two days a week in mm. the office. So depending on what days I go in, I get a completely different set of people every time Every time I go in. And so it's nice. Sometimes you'll go in and you'll be sitting next to someone who you've not seen for weeks or months. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice, uh, a lot of fun. What I would say is because I live so far away from where I work, there's not so much the social element. And in fact, I don't know whether that's just because things have changed. I don't know if it's different where you work. But back in the day, we would always go out for a drink on a Friday after work and, you know, things like that. And now, I don't know whether it's just that I'm not invited. <laughs> but, You're boss man Bing now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they all just go out without me. But there isn't so much of that. And if there is a social event, it's planned weeks in advance. But I used to work at, uh, I can't remember the name, that catalogue place in Preston. Little Woods Index. Oh, Studio Cards. Yeah, but um, Gus, Gus, Gus it yeah. was. I, I worked there for one summer during the uh, summer holidays and we, we used to go to the pub for lunch. And then on Fridays, after we'd finished work, everyone would just go straight to the pub. And it didn't matter if you were with people who you never worked with before and never spoke to. It's just whoever was walking out of the door at that time, pub. <laughs> and that was, yeah. that was really nice. And just, yeah. I do. It's it's nice, isn't it? It's something I can see why you appreciate it, and yeah, I, I do kind of miss it when I'm driving in. Yeah, I, I've got uh, I've got a couple of uh, bus buddies. I've got them within a couple of days because I, I never get the bus at the same time every day. This mm. the beauty of the park and ride is it's ten minute intervals, so yeah. I've got ten minute increments to my <laughs> to the start of my day. It doesn't matter when I turn up. But there's a there's now somebody on pretty much every slot that they've either you know we've chatted or we can nod and say hello to or something and getting into work there is that camaraderie i mean i've been already i think within about a week the a bizarre twist my boss is related to the steward of the trades hall <laughs> so um the news recoiled around bamber bridge and preston and before long i've been asked do you fancy doing a christmas quiz for us here for <laughs> the entire department no pressure. <laughs> so yes, go on then. And it's just nice to have been, I've been really welcomed in and mm. the, the, the warmth and fun in the office. Uh, it's a civil service department. I am rapid. I've always wanted to, to get back into local government working, but I've never actually worked for the civil service. Mm. Well, not for a long time. I worked for the county council many years ago, but the pace of work is <laughs> quite different to what I'm used to. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a very relaxed air about it. 
so yes, it's it's extremely enjoyable and a lot of fun. But a lot of that is the fact that I've never worked in close proximity and travelled in close proximity before. Mm. And it's just something very new and different and, and exciting. Um, now, I, it doesn't bother me. I, I would love working from home on my own all the time. I've, I've always enjoyed, I've worked on my own, so it doesn't mm. bother me in the slightest. But now that I've had a taste of what it's <laughs> like, I'm really quite enjoying it. Excellent. One thing that is sort of ramps up the experience is we have got uh, offices in London and I use any excuse whatsoever <laughs> to go away because I, I love London. Um, and that's one of the things that I love most is getting up in the morning, get, you know, going whatever hotel you're staying at, going down for breakfast and walking through the streets of London and everyone's going off to work in different places. And it just, the way you described it going into Preston and the way it is going into Manchester, it's it's like that times a hundred in London. It's just, yeah. it's very, uh, very cool. And it, it, well, I've never been a great fan of cities because they are a bit soulless, mm. but they are a, a living thing, really, a city. And uh, London, I mean, I'm, I'm not really fond of any of them. I think Manchester, I've got a, a, warm, a, a warmth towards. Liverpool, slightly less so. There's just not as much, I can't quite put my finger on why there's not <laughs> as much heart and warmth in Liverpool because it's similar to Manchester in terms of, um, you know, it's got all the same shops and facilities and things. I can't quite put my finger on why it's not quite as warm to me as Manchester. London, I find very cold, yeah. but it's beautiful. It's full of history and architecture and vibrancy. And it's just that everybody is hateful. If you say hello to somebody, what the hell? Arrest yeah. that man. Yes. He said good morning. <laughs> yeah, that, there, there is that, especially if you go on the on the tube, for example, just making eye contact with people. And yeah, they just don't like it. I don't, I, I don't know whether it's specific to, to London or the South in general, or just, I don't know. But if I was on a bus in Manchester or a train and someone came and sat next to me, I would always, you know, so even just, more, yeah, yeah, or just nod and smile nod. at them. Yeah. And uh, if you did that in London, they'd, they'd think you were a weirdo and probably go and sit somewhere else. <laughs> he must be gay. <laughs> Why is this man saying hello? Is he coming on to me? <laughs> yeah. You, but you mentioned briefly there about breakfast. Now this is, again, it's a luxury I've not really had for quite a while now. And just that not having to leap out of bed before the crack of dawn and, uh, you know, sprint as fast as I can to work and get up and have breakfast and have a lazy, leisurely pot of tea, do a bit of, you know, work or editing or writing or something before I start work, getting a nice shower and shave, wearing, which for a long time I've not worn for work, uh, a suit and a nice clean mm. shirt and every morning getting sparkly fresh again things that people all take for granted but the tiny little pleasures that I'm getting from the things that people just do as a, a matter of course every single day that I've never well I don't want to say never but I've not experienced for a very very long time decades mm. and it's lovely to be back in that world again I must admit Hurrah. Yes, hurrah. <laughs> very positive. Uh, uh, yes, so it's not, I don't know whether to rate commuting as such, but I would say office-based work in a city. I'm going to put that Ooh. to the feather or not test. <laughs> and I'm going to start with you. 
As you have said, I have been doing it a little bit longer. <laughs> Just the, a the bit, novelty. yes, and I was just worn off. Although, having said that, we we did have a couple of years where we didn't go into the office at all because of COVID. So the returning to the office is something of a novelty. But yeah, I do enjoy it. I enjoy the traveling in and also the atmosphere in the, you know, in the office, the buzz of hearing other people working rather than just, you know, looking around and seeing, oh, it's just me on my own. It's it's good. Uh, uh, Yeah, I would say the novelty has probably worn off, but I'll give it a three. Yeah, understandable. I'm going to give it a good solid four. Yes, because it has, um, as has been pointed out to me, it's completely brought me back to life. I had, Mm. um, unbeknownst to me, you don't always see yourself from the outside like everybody else does, but uh, I've just run myself ragged uh, over the past few years to the point where I really was on a treadmill. It was just get up, go to work, earn, come home, exhausted, sleep, get up. With that. And that was my day, almost seven days a week Yeah. to the point where I, I just wasn't, I was just functioning. There was no progress. There was no getting anywhere. I was just going to work to earn the money to pay for what I needed in order to be able to go to work and earn money. Mm. And pay. It was just a real drudge treadmill, which I've never had in my life. Uh, so to break that cycle and just really enjoy working again, which it's a big part of your life. Also, I've got to give a shout out, The Metro. <laughs> it's a terrible newspaper. It's uh the shoutiest, rantiest free newspaper I've ever seen. But it does have a lovely cryptic crossword in it, uh, which I do every morning on my way in and on my way home as well. And on my lunch, I want to unwind a little bit. But there are other features in the Metro, which you've pointed me at. <laughs> Would you care to explain to the boys and girls some of the better ones? I am a big fan of the Rush Hour Crush uh, <laughs> section where it, and fits in well with the theme of this episode obviously because it's people who are on the commute usually in London and they spot someone who they quite fancy and rather than being old-fashioned and actually going to speak to them as we've established not an option in London they write into the newspaper and ask them out usually with very, very cryptic descriptions of them uh, yes. but, yeah. man wearing tie uh, <laughs> I was the girl with the hair that <laughs> smiled at you as the door opened. <laughs> Lol. Yeah, some of them are a little bit cryptic. Others you think, what the hell pair of freaks were you? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was the man dressed as a pirate <laughs> with a monkey on my head. <laughs> we made eye contact because you were dressed as a giant budgie. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, I don't know. But yes, a, a, a lot of fun to read. And, and I think it would be good if they did some kind of follow-up on that. You know, like if anyone... What a Channel 5 documentary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has anything ever come of it? It would be interesting to see. Is this genuine or just somebody at the newspaper filling a few <laughs> column inches? Well, on the theme of the Rush Hour crush, I'm going to open up the diary and read another chapter. Oh, how lovely. Yes, how lovely indeed. This, uh, again, is from my period internet dating, which thankfully is now well over. <laughs> I got chatting to somebody, um, again, very nice, um, chatting on the phone before a date, mm-hmm. went to meet. Uh, I think we were both quite nervous, is tr- too strong a word, but trepidatious, and it was lovely. It clicked straight away. We went for an afternoon drink, and she said, well, would you like to go out this weekend? We did. And she actually looked like a picture, always a plus. <laughs> 
But um, I tend to avoid, well, in fact, I don't tend to. I now do avoid people with pets, specifically dogs, because they're just very tying, <laughs> more tying than children. So the children I've never bothered with, but, but dogs in particular are a, a big no for me. No, I don't have any dogs. I don't have any pets of any kind, and I've, I've no children. So, oh, right, okay, there's you know, lots of potential here. And um, I got invited back for drinks. Went back, six Labradors. <laughs> And four very young children. Wow. Did she just think that you wouldn't notice? I wouldn't notice. <laughs> so uh, I had to get up very early for work the next day and had to leave, and that was the last of that. Yes. Why do people lie <laughs> about something so massive when they're dating? It's, uh, yeah. Do you not think they're going to find out? I mean, that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's something not right there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she was very nice. She was very personable, very pretty, very, you know, there's nothing, it wasn't like she was a little bit loopy, but <laughs> what we, what was that? I just <laughs> don't know. So yes, <laughs> note again, a bit of advice out there and in dating world, don't lie. <laughs> yeah, tell the truth. Well, that's some, some handy dating advice there, Ken. Thank you very much. <laughs> And on that note, we will tie it all up and we'll be back very soon with more podcasty goodness. Yes. Goodbye, kids. Thanks for listening. Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.